0: Welcome to the Home Team Podcast. Welcome to the Home Team Sacramento podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto, and we're back. We've taken a little bit of a break because of the Thanksgiving holiday and and you know the weeks after that as well. Uh, so it's good to finally be back and recording something and, and putting something out there. Uh, obviously, we're entering the Christmas season as well. So uh, don't be surprised if we if we take a couple more breaks here and there during that time just to spend time with family and enjoy the season. But uh, right now, I did want to hop in and just talk briefly about. Uh, setting the standard, setting the standard. And as a coach, what does that mean? What does that look like for us? When we're, when we're coaching a team, whether it's a, a really good team that has a ton of talent, or it's a team that maybe you're struggling to even fill a roster because there's just not that much interest in the sport that you coach, whatever, and everything in between, whatever the situation is, we have to set the standard. Like we're setting this, we're setting the tone, we're setting the standard for what is acceptable, what's not acceptable, what our team culture is going to be like for that program, and I, and I, I something I'm really passionate about because I know it can be an incredibly difficult thing to create, but the value in creating a really strong culture, setting that standard of what's expected for your athletes once they come into your program, is so valuable. And I know over my years of of working with coaches and athletes. It's, it's always so impressive to me when I when I step out to a practice or when I go to a game or even when I was competing, when I was in high school playing baseball, I'll never forget. I was, I think at this point we were, uh, we got, I went to Castroville High School. We got knocked out of the playoffs. And so my dad and I stuck around and watched Bella Vista and Woodland High School. Uh, we watched the start of the game and I'll never forget. It was impressive. You know, I really didn't pay that much attention to the Bella Vista side, so I can't speak to what they were doing, but I, I do remember watching the woodland side warm up they were in right field they were getting warmed up stretched out before the game and everything that they did was not in unison but there was there was structure to it there was they warmed up the same way they, they hit wiffle balls the same way they jogged and stretched the same way and there was, you could tell that there was a standard that was set for that school for that program that said, Hey, it's almost like there's, you could tell even from the outside, not having any conversations with the coach, not having any conversations with the athletes, you could tell it's like, Oh man, there was a standard set here. And it, it felt very much like, Hey, we're all one here. We're made up of individuals, but at the end of the day, this is one team. We're all pursuing the same goal. And so we're not trying to, uh, hang out out here to show off, to do our own thing, to act as individuals and worry about ourselves. We are a part of a unit, part of a team that is running in the same direction. And I think it was so clearly obvious from just the way they warmed up. And I think that's the kind of thing that you see with teams when they have a specific kind of culture. And when someone on that team, specifically the coach, and maybe it's the coach and assistant coaches and some of the leaders on the team, they set a standard. And I think as coaches, that's our job to set the standard. And and we're talking like when I say that I'm talking broader than just a culture and a standard of winning. Obviously, I've always said this. I I feel like I say it every single week. I I love to win. I know Kevin loves to win. Like All of us who who are listening to this podcast, anybody who coaches, anybody who competes, we love to win. So I think that goes without saying. But even if you're on it, like I said before, even if you're in charge of a program that maybe doesn't have the most talent. And maybe you come in last second to last in your league quite a bit. Maybe you're just starting at school and and they have a, a culture that's known for losing. Even in that, you still need to start setting a standard for what's acceptable. And if you, if you lose people because your standard is in such a place where people are, it scares people off. Well then that might not be a bad thing. Now, there could be a situation where you're saying the, the the bar so high where people can't grab it i don't know that might be a, that might be a possibility but for a lot of these situations a lot of these teams it's it's so important to set a standard for what's expected and you could you know set the standard as far as uh, make base it off of this is what you know this is the the gpa that you need to have to to be able to play and to be eligible this is the kind of behavior. And you can just do the base minimum, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You could do the very base minimum and say, this is the standard that we hold for this team. You could, but I'm not sure what kind of results you're going to get. And then even beyond that, I don't know what kind of message that sends to your athletes. If you're not really holding a very clear, concise standard for what your program stands for, then you know I don't know if they're really going to gain much from that. But if you if you come in and say, "Hey, the standard is down here," but we're going to raise it up one more level, I, I think that has tremendous value to your athletes, to your program, and then anybody who comes in contact with your athletes, like they're going to be benefit or they're going to benefit from that. And you know, I remember uh, someone quite a while ago uh, kind of explained this. This I don't know what you would call it like an illustration, uh, an exercise. I mean, it turns out it's it's an exercise for the athletes, but, you know, it was something that he said and explained to me. And I thought, okay, I'm going to try that. So I did this at, I did this one time. because There's only one coach that allowed me to do this. Uh, Shout out to coach Bobby Clark. Uh, At the time he was at San Juan high school. He was the boys basketball coach at San Juan high school. And the idea behind this drill was that your athletes would line up along a wall and everybody was doing wall sits. And, you know, I would look at the coach and I, and I said, Coach, what what do you think is uh, an acceptable acceptable amount of time for your athletes to be on this wall? And he said, I think he said like ten minutes, which is a long time for a wall sit. And I said, Perfect, cool. So I said, Okay, let's start the timer. Everybody, go. So everybody was on the wall and they were doing wall sits. And so as they were doing wall sits, I was talking to him. I said, Hey, here's the deal. Your opponent. The people who are against you on the court and in life, they're going to tell you, don't even try. Don't even start doing the wall sit because you're not going to be able to do it for five minutes, let alone 10 minutes. So why even give any effort? And I said, but your coach believes in you. And he he put up a pretty lofty goal of 10 minutes. 10 minute wall sit is a long time. He believes in you. And so that should mean something to you guys because he has that much faith and confidence in your guys' ability and strength to the point that he thinks you can do this wall set for 10 minutes. But then I told him, I said, but that's his bar. What's your bar? What is your standard? What is the limit you're going to set for yourself? You could meet the standard, which your coach is setting for you and say, okay, once we hit 10 minutes, we're done. That's great. No one's going to complain about that job. Well done. You met the requirements, but as ten minutes is approaching, you have to, look inside, you have to ask yourself, do I have more left in the tank? Am I going to live up to my coach's standard? Or am I going to meet his standard and exceed it? Because I know that I'm capable of way more than just 10 minutes. And so as I did this exercise, the 10 minute mark passed. I said, Hey, you guys, you guys can stop if you want. It's, it's over. And they just all looked at me and just kept going and going and going and going those dudes held that wall sit for probably about, I think it was 23 minutes. If I, if I remember correctly, it was over 20 for sure. 23 minute wall sit. And and we had to, we had, we basically had to stop it because we told those guys, Hey, you guys still have more practice. Like let's go. And one kid thought it was a trick. He's like, I'm not stopping. They're like, no, 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 it's not a trick. Good job. I know you can go longer, but we got to stop it right now. And so it was, it was kind of a fun, funny thing at the end. But the idea was they, they more than doubled what the standard was that their coach set for them. They more than doubled it because it, it forced them to look internally. The coach didn't set a low goal. He could have said, okay, I'm a, you, why don't you do a two minute wall sit, which would be challenging, but not for athletes that are in great shape, probably not as challenging. Right. But he's like, no, no, no I know these guys are capable of more. So let me set the limit at 10. It's pretty good. But then they exceeded it by a full another 10 minutes plus. And I think that says something about when we set limits or not limits, when we set a standard, when we set a standard for our athletes and it's a lofty standard and we challenge them and motivate them and push them towards that. I think a lot of times we're going to see them jump over that thing and exceed that thing because it's, it's giving them the belief. In themselves, that they can accomplish even more. But we have to set the standard. We have to show them, at the very least, to be a part of this group, to be a part of this tribe, to be a part of this team. You have to be at least here. We accept nothing less. And when you do that, watch them jump bounds beyond that, because they they have been challenged and pushed to that point. It's one of my favorite things. It's one of my favorite memories from uh, you know when I was able to when I had a chance to speak to teams and uh, speak to sports programs. Like it was one of my favorite memories because I think it was such a cool moment. And I think, I think in that moment, it was a, a, a time when I could actually look in their eyes and I could see the increase in belief that each one of them had one of the coolest things. And I, maybe hey, coaches, if you're listening to that and you like that, let me know. I would love to come speak to your team. I would love to come uh, do that exact same, uh, illustration or, or exercise with them if you if you'd be willing, all we need is a, uh, we need a big, big wall, maybe a couple of walls and, um, some hungry athletes who are ready to do some, some long wall sets and challenge themselves. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, the whole point being is, like I said, we, we've got to set the standard and it, it really starts with, with us as coaches. Like, how do we live our lives? How do we, uh, present ourselves on the field? How do we present ourselves off the field? How are we treating our families, our husbands and wives, our kids, uh, members of the community? How are we treating people within the community and how are we treating people within our schools? How are we treating our athletes? Like, you know, uh, we, we can, we've, we've gotten into this before where you have different coaches styles. Some are louder, a little more aggressive. Some are more laid back and quiet. Everybody can be impactful, but at the end of the day, are you communicating in such a way that is most beneficial for your team? And are you communicating in a way so that when you set the standard for your team, it doesn't look hypocritical. Something I was talking to uh, my brother actually, and he was joking. He said, man, he's like, why is it? And we're not talking about anybody specifically, but just in general, he's like, it's weird. Some coaches, the way they live on the field or on the court is exactly the same as how they operate off the field. Like they're structured, they're on it. They're never late. And they do the same thing off the field. He said, but there's some coaches that that preach this stuff all the time, say, okay, you show up on time. You need to handle your business. You need to do what you need to do in order to be on the field. All these different things, right? They're constantly preaching these things. But when you look at their life off the field, they're not living up to that same standard that they're setting for their athletes. They're talking about how this is an uh, important life lesson. They're talking about how valuable these things will be off the field, but they're not even doing it. And so an athlete sees that, it's like, wait a minute, this is the same dude that's telling me that I need to do all these things, but off the field, he can't even do the same stuff. He's like constantly late to things. He's not taking responsibility for things. He's tearing people down instead of building them up. All these things he's telling us not to do, he's doing the exact thing that he shouldn't be doing. Like, why, why would we follow that guy? How can we follow that leader? And I've always said, as coaches, our words are only as powerful as the lives that we lead. If our lives match up to the words that we're speaking, then we're going to have a tremendous impact no matter where we go, on the field, on the court, off of it, in the school, doesn't matter. Our lives, our leadership is going to have a tremendous impact because those two things match up. But the moment our words are loftier than the life that we live, we have a huge problem. No one's going to follow us. Our athletes aren't going to believe in us, let alone do the things that we're asking them to do because they know it's all fake. And so I thought it was an interesting point that my brother brought up he was like, yeah, that does happen sometimes. And it's, it is funny because it's one of those things that coaches want to talk about all the time. And so when you see a coach that can't live up to that same standard, it makes you question the standard that they're setting. Because I think that's an important thing. I think if you want to set a standard, if you want to set a clear standard and a clear, uh, uh, like a, um, a tribe defining team defining standard I think we have to live by it. It can't just be something, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Like it can't be like that. I don't, I don't think for a coach. And I think the most successful coaches, the guys that guys and the women that I know that are most successful do that. Like when I, when I hear Mary Jo Truesdale talk, the legendary softball coach at Sheldon high school, I hear the things that she's saying on this podcast. I think she was our very first guest uh, episode two, I believe. Um, I've had the opportunity to speak to her multiple times, the way she lives her life. Is exactly how she coaches. The things that she said on this podcast is the exact same thing she says to her team. And, and you know how I know it's true because you look at the the people that have played for her, the people that have coached with her, the way they speak of her, the people that can, she competes against, the way the other coaches speak of her, the way other coaches see her, the way her players come back to visit because of the value that she brought to their lives. There's a very clear standard that's set at Sheldon High School softball team. It's not just winning, although they win a lot. It is a standard of excellence. It's a standard of, of community. It's a standard of compassion and sportsmanship, but also we want to win. We want to crush our opponents because we love to win, but we're not going to do it at the cost of character. Mary Jo is a perfect example of someone who lives the same life that she talks about while she's coaching. You know what I mean? Like we guys like uh, Jason Tenner. Uh, Joe Catalico, um, Chris Horner, all the, all these guys, you know, these people that we've had on the podcast in, in the past and some that we would love to have on the podcast. And then so many more that I could name coach, Cody, Cody Norman, uh, coach Dana Smith, you know, people that we've had on the show, uh, Kevin Bracey, you know, he's not even, he's not even a, a sports coach, but he's, he's obviously a part of this home team podcast and out there speaking to all of our uh, coaches and athletes and students and teachers. I can tell you for a fact, the way that dude, operates, the way he speaks on stage, the way he does his business is the same way that he treats his family, the same way that he, he operates and and navigates to the community. He's just an amazing guy. But the reason he's so successful is because both those things match up. The reason the coaches I mentioned are so successful is because the standard they set is the same standard they set for their own lives. And so I think it's just something that's incredibly, incredibly important. And I think the value it brings to your athletes, not just on the court, but off of it is, is huge. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to mention uh, quite a few years ago, Kendrick Kendrick Lamar once said, what is competition? I'm trying to set the bar high. Who's going to try and jump and get it? And I butchered that a little bit, but you guys get the point. So basically, what is competition? I'm going to raise the bar high. Who's going to jump and get it? And I love when he says that because it provides a challenge for everybody around him. He says, he explains what he's going to do. He says, I'm going to set the bar high. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to raise the bar for everybody. Now, now that I've raised the bar for everybody, who's got what it takes to jump up and meet me there and exceed the bar. Who's going to come up next to me and jump up just as high to meet the standard that I'm setting right now. Like, I love, I love that line. It's one of my favorite lines that he's ever wrapped because I think it's such a clear challenge to everybody else around him to do that to meet him there to meet him where he's trying to take everybody and i think that's something that we can learn when it comes to team competitions when it comes to team uh, environments like competition is such a beautiful thing because competition is fun but it helps us raise the bar for everybody that's a part of that team right you compete against your opponent you compete with and for your teammates and when we're in those practice settings that's the best time to bring out the, comp- the healthy uh, competition that's within your team. If you can do that, if you can create an environment that has healthy competition all the time, that you're you're going to see your athletes push themselves to be better. You're going to have you might have a running back, two running backs. And you know, one's the starter and one gets more snaps and the other one doesn't get quite as many. Well, you you need to have a competition between those two because the person who doesn't get as many snaps needs to work hard every single day to push the starter forward, right? Help them understand, okay, hey, I'm behind you. I want to see you succeed. We're teammates. I want to see you succeed. I love you. But just so you know, I'm going to make you work for it. I'm going to make you earn that starting spot every single day because I'm going to work just as hard as you are, if not harder. The starter has got to be up there thinking, hey, this is my spot. This is my team. I love the backups. I love my teammates, but this is my spot. I want to be the number one choice right here. So every single day, they've got to compete because they know that someone's right behind them, hungry for their spot. I think that's such an important thing within comp- within teams is that comp- competitive nature. That comp- like enhancing that competitive nature inside of someone, I think is huge because I think that's what propels us forward. If there's no competition, if if that competition isn't helping us set the bar high, then everybody would just kind of be neutral, right? No one would be pushing each other forward. We would just be complacent with where we're at and there would be nothing to move us forward. We would just be content. But the point of competition is it, it helps propel us forward. It challenges us and motivates us to keep going because we know if we stop, if we become complacent, if we give up, if we stop and we're just like, ah, I'm cool where I'm at, well, someone else is going to come right behind us or right, maybe right past us and take our spot. We don't want that. Like We want to compete at the highest level. We want to set a standard that says, no, everybody on this team competes, everybody from the bench warmer to the starter that is going D1 next year. Everybody on this team competes every single day just because you think you're not going to get that much playing time doesn't give you the right not to compete or give your best effort here. And it's, it's difficult. Like I'm, I'm saying that from, from my perspective of someone who sat a lot on the bench, especially my junior and senior year of baseball. I did. I sat there a lot and there was a certain point in my mind. I'm like, you know, I had, I didn't have the best attitude. I'm like, ah, what, what am I doing? Like I'm working hard, but for what reason? It's not, it never, it never really pans out. It never really pays off in any way. But then I got to a certain point where it's like, wait a minute, you're just, you're, you still need to work hard. You still need to push yourself because that's the, what you're, that's what you have always known how to do that like you can keep working hard, even if you think it may not pay off the way you want it to. That doesn't give you the right not to work hard. You've been given the ability, you've been given the each and every day that you wake up and you're breathing, you're standing. That's another gift. And so you need to use that gift, even if you don't think it's going to pan out the way you hope to standard you set for yourself the standard i needed to set for myself was no matter what the outcome i was going to work hard and hopefully that challenged someone next to me hopefully that inspired someone that was watching me and if even if it didn't do any of those things i just know at the end of the day i could look at myself in the mirror and think you know what i gave my very best effort i worked hard like i know i can and i can go to sleep at night knowing that i did my very best that's the standard i set for myself so i think you know like i said before I think we set different standards. I think there's different standards that we we set and that we meet and exceed. I think there's there's the standard that your opponent sets for you. And it's incredibly low because they don't believe in you. They don't have any uh, anything invested in you. They want to see you fail because they're on the opposite side going against you. So, of course, your success means their failure, right? Or your, your win means their loss. So, of course, they're not going to believe in you. So, I would just completely disregard that. But so many times a lot of us want to we hear the things that our opponents say maybe across the field maybe on social media right because social media we, we as much as we, we, we pretend like we don't hear those things we see those things that are said about us and it it bothers us if we if we give too much attention to it so your opponent's saying like hey your standard is nothing don't compete don't try don't worry about it give up your coaches hopefully the people around you your families your teammates they have a, a high ceiling or high standard for you because they believe in who you are and what you're capable of. And they know that you're capable of even more than you realize. So they're going to set the bar at a certain level. Then what it ultimately comes down to is what is the standard you're setting for yourself? You could just meet the expectations of people and call it a day. And technically you fulfilled your requirements or you could keep going you could exceed their expectations kind of like, Hey, I appreciate your belief in me, but watch this. I can do even more. And I think if you can do that, if you can get to a point where you say, you know what, I'm going to reach as high as I can and set the bar high, not just for myself, but for anybody who comes in after me, I want that to be my legacy. I want that to be something that people see and people do. And so teammates, whether it's teammates, me, it's people coming up to junior program maybe it's your family, your siblings, maybe they see you and they, and they look at, they look up to you. Maybe it's, you know, one day your kids and, or maybe it's your employees one day, maybe you have a, a whole group of employees that are, are waiting for someone to set that standard. And they're, they're trying to get some idea of, okay, where are we supposed to go? How, how do we operate within this business? Where, what is the culture of this place as the leader of that, of that place as the owner, as the, as the boss, like you have to set that standard there as well. And so, no matter what you do at every stop in life, at every moment and every place that you go, you need to set the standard mainly for yourself because you can only control what you can control. But hopefully that standard you set inspires and encourages other people to raise their game and and meet that same standard that you're setting for yourself and your entire uh, group, your entire tribe. So, um, yeah, just get out there, set the standard. I would love to know, you know, in what ways you guys set the standard. I would love to know in what ways on your, uh, in your programs, you guys decide to set the standard. Like, what are some of the things that you guys do? Are you guys, do you guys have a certain, uh, grade point average that you guys expect from your teams? Do you guys have a certain way that you dress? I know a lot about, I feel like at least when I was in high school, basketball team, the basketball team, they had to wear a suit and tie on the day of games. It's kind of a cool thing. Um, you know, I know one coach was saying, Hey, we don't have you know, we wear our uniforms the same way. There's no individuality out here. We're all part of the same team. Kind of like that too. There's a lot of different things that I think teams do to help set set the standard, right? Obviously you have like your main, main things that are the non-negotiable things, but then there's those smaller things, those smaller details that I think are really important to building up a culture and and building up that standard. So uh, I would love to know what you guys do, uh, how you guys set the standard for your teams and, and what that looks like for you guys. And yeah. Uh, like I said, we had some, we had another great episode for you guys next week. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, at this moment, we've got Jackson Watt. He's the baseball coach over at Whitney high school. Uh, so we're supposed to have record with him next week. So definitely tune in for that. And like I said, hopefully we'll get some, get some more recordings before the end of the year. But as I said, with the holidays, sometimes it's harder to book guests. Sometimes it's harder to lock someone down for that time. Understandably so because they're, they're setting a standard. And they're using that time for their family and they're not willing to uh, just go do a bunch of stuff because they don't want to sacrifice that time, which I believe in. It's a standard I've set for myself and I appreciate So uh, like I said, bear with us a little bit as we kind of go through this uh, holiday season and maybe a little bit of an um, inconsistent, uh, inconsistent uh, recording schedule, which is something that drives me crazy. So I'm going to try my best not to do that, but uh, there's a chance that it happens. So anyways, as always, you guys can follow us at home team sack on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. Make sure you join our coaches Facebook group uh, on uh, Facebook, which is a little bit different than the Facebook page that we have for Home Team Sacramento and YouTube as well. Uh, Make sure you subscribe there as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Make sure you subscribe there, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and uh, help us spread the word. Help us spread the word. If you enjoy these clips that we post, if you enjoy a certain part of the episode, Make sure you share it with family, friends, other coaches. We're trying to build this thing up. We're trying to build up the uh, the synergy within our home team. And, and uh, we need you guys to do that. So thank you guys so much. And we will talk to you guys next week. See you.